The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a fantastic show for you guys today we've got really really great guests but before we tell you who they are let's say hi to everybody starting off with my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell who is on the warpath okay wait tell everybody on your warpath in a second <laughs> ron's coming back to the warpath everybody on the warpath. we got a chat room full of people what's up cindy lady lake hello hello Teresa saban don hinton uh b claudia i think is in there backpack john is in there i know people are just jumping in now but hello everybody we got a really fun show for you guys today we have actor and radio host al bandero coming on uh rocky four is coming out next week bandero b-a-n-d-i-e-r-o bandero no he's he's italian yeah that's how you say it bandero uh, well you can ask him that when he comes on that's alfonso bandero that's his name i'm and, i speak italian you irish mick and then we have uh from clueless and uh, from Clueless and from, um, oh shit, I forgot. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Already with the You guys, we have Elisa Donovan coming on, and she's got a great new book coming out, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But, oh, they love your peach shirt, they said. Um, oh, and oh, Eileen's in the chat room. Hub Reynolds is in the chat room. What's up, everybody? Eileen Shapiro. Hey, everybody. So let me go back because Ron has to rant real quick. Well, before I rant, I want, I want you all to know that Eileen Shapiro promised me that she was coming to visit us in December. And if she doesn't come, then we know she's a full of shit, make-believe promiser. <laughs> and I want everybody out there to know that she says things and lies like a rug because she promised me she was coming here in December. But it's only November. I know, but we'll see. If she's not here in December, <laughs> then everybody knows that she's a she's full of shit. She's just a liar. Oh, and they said nothing cuter than a gay man in plaid. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, I'm on the warpath with Facebook. Uh-oh. I think Facebook is probably the worst thing that's ever come to the media because they are communists, all of them, young communists who have stupid socialistic thinking. They do not believe in freedom of press or freedom of speech. I was put on parole or put in jail for a month for a silly little joke I sent to a friend of mine, Ted, which really was nothing more than a joke. And after I wrote the joke, I put ha-ha-ha after it. They're using that as an excuse to get me off the wire because I have written things about our government, things about what are going on in our country, like the homeless, like um, $450,000 of our taxpaying dollars going who knows where, why. Uh, I question these things. I ask, you know, why is Facebook changing their name? 
you're not allowed to do this on Facebook. They want you to stay stupid and gossip and just put pictures up of your fucking dog and your cat or your tits or your pussy, whatever the hell you got to put up and keep it stupid. The minute you're intelligent, you write political stuff that might enlighten America. They take you off. I have many friends of mine that have been taken off for six months. Because Poor Johnny Parati, we love. Don't him. mention names oh. because they because <laughs> they wrote political stuff that was not in the favor of Facebook. But you did. Facebook is a. I'm speaking. Facebook is a Democrat publication. There's nothing about Republicans. When people were tearing Donald Trump apart and saying "kill the bastard," I hate his fucking guts. They wrote that. Don't, don't and, say that stuff. And they left it. They left it on Facebook. But if you say something as silly as "I'll kick your ass," they take you off. And, and you will laugh you. out loud at the end of it. And I put laughing out loud, and it was to a good friend of mine, Ted. And what I said was, Ted, because he's from South, he's from Atlanta, Georgia, and he keeps calling me sir. So I said, Ted, don't call me sir. My name is Ron. Sir makes me feel like we're strangers. So then he kiddingly wrote back, Mr. Russell. So I wrote back. I said, you know what? If you keep this up, I'm going to kick your ass. Call me Ron, please. Ha, 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 ha. And they punished me for that. But they didn't punish the person that I knew, who's a person in Palm Springs, who wrote the most horrendous, hideous, evil, mean things about Donald Trump's wife. Whore, lesbian, tramp, garbage, woman unfit to have a child, should never should have had that boy. All the rotten, horrible, despicable things they said about another human being was permitted on Facebook. Yet if you go and rebut that and say to them, why did you allow that? They put you in jail. And then when you write back and say why you're in jail, they say unable to uh, establish this. So you don't you don't go anywhere with Facebook. Now I want to leave Facebook permanently and go on Instagram, but I just found out that Facebook owns Instagram. So you and see, WhatsApp. I'm speaking, there is a monopoly here. We do not have freedom of choice. When one person can monopolize and take over all these social medias, we have lost our voice. We have lost our opinions and we have lost our argument. You are not going to get anywhere. This is what communism is. In Russia, there is only one thing, and that is government. And everything is government controlled. You are government controlled. America now is starting to become government controlled. Wake up. Smell it. Look at it. See it, folks. We're in trouble. They're taking away our rights in every way. We've got to do something about this and stop this socialistic thinking. Socialism is a kind word for communism. I know both my parents were socialists who fought for unemployment, social security, all the benefits that you have today during the Great Depression of 1920s. So I grew up in a socialistic house. I am the furthest thing away from socialism because socialism does not give you the choice to be who you are. And I want to be who I am, a gay man that's proud. But communism will take that away because in Russia, there's no such thing as an out proud gay person or in Cuba or any of the Russian countries or communist China. 
we have got to be careful, folks. Facebook is no good. It's a detriment. I hate it. I dislike it. And I never use the word hate. But I really dislike that publication. And I will never be on it again. They will lose because I have 5,000 followers who loved what I wrote and what I say because I'm honest and outright. And more people like me should leave Facebook. We should destroy them. It's up to us to get rid of them or get them to change. They have no right, no right whatsoever, and I don't care what they say, to tell us what we can say and what we cannot say. It is a publication, which means we can make our thoughts platform. public. It's a platform. There you go. Facebook, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so what's up, everybody? If you want to kind of like get an idea, watch the movie with Roddy Piper, They Live, I say, because I've seen a lot of memes lately about it. And uh, it's kind of like uh, kind of like seems how the world is going. But, um, you know, people have to make their own de decisions and choices. So um, and if you don't like what I said, you don't have to be my friend. You don't have to like me. Because if you hate me or dislike me for my opinion, you're a fucking moron. And guess what? I don't want to know you either. Okay? I like intelligent people. Intelligent people will say, Ron, I heard what you said. I disagree, but I think you're a great guy. That's an intelligent person. But only a moron, idiot, low-life, low-class jerk is going to say, oh, fuck Ron Russell. He's a Republican. I'm not a Republican, folks. I'm not a Democrat. You're an American. I'm an American. And I want what's best for America, whether it be a Democratic Party or a Republican Party. I don't care if they come from out of space. Alien from Mars could be <laughs> our government. As long as they make America the wonderful place to live in that it has been in my 81 years of life here. Enough. Now we're going to have a fun show. All right. So what's up, chat room? B. Claudia has joined us. Um, thanks for joining us, B. Claudia. Eileen is in there. And a lot of people came on. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, they all say they love you, Ron. Um, no, but it's true. I'm fed up with this bullshit where they're telling us what to do. Okay. But you just wear a mask. You can't get, no, now. you can't get on an airplane unless you show the code that you got were vaccinated, forcing people to get Actually, a vaccination. Actually, the new thing now, I just saw you guys in Hollywood, you guys, a new thing. Cause, uh, there was a, a premiere that somebody was invited to, but the only way you can go to it is to show your vaccination card and you have to have a current COVID test within the last 48 hours. Both. You have to have both of them now instead of just one, which is kind of I creepy. I mean, it's a flu. Flus kill people. They've been doing that forever. Out of the zillions of people on the planet, a few million have died from a flu, but that's normal. It's not like everybody on the planet is dying like flies. We don't go in Manhattan and see people laying dead on the road. It's not like every place you look, there's dead bodies. It's the people that have weakened immune system who are old and who are sick, who catch this virus and die. So inoculate yourself. Yes, I have. And I'm going to get a booster shot. And it works. We're all healthy. But stop the nonsense. Stop, stop the control government. Don't control us. Wear a mask. Don't go here. Show proof of that. Don't fly. Don't walk. Don't eat. Don't shit. Don't pee. What the fuck are you all out of your minds? <laughs> I refuse to live in a communist country. Refuse.
Okay, now we're going to go to a different topic. I'm just so angry. I, I, I you warned are. you all. I said I was on the warpath. And somebody's got to speak up. And all of you Republicans out there that are so scaredy cats, you're hiding. Oh, I don't want anybody to know I'm a Republican because then they won't like me. Well, too bad if they won't like you. Too bad. Oh, I sounded like Jane Russell. Sound Jane, like I sounded like Jane, my buddy Jane Russell. When we used to argue, she used to say. So we want to give a shout too out. Bad. That's what Jane used to say. We want to give a shout out to Angela Joseph. She's not in our chat room, but she's watching, and so we need to like um, say so. Hey, Ange. And uh, oh, and Teresa Saban wrote that the Chicago, Chicago police are standing behind the officers for not taking a shot, and so is the sheriff here. He's not making the officers. Uh, I mean, you know, people have a right to choose what they want. It's not like if you don't get the Listen, I have many friends that are Republicans or whatever they are, and I love them. And I have friends that have not had the shot. And they're not sick, and they're not spreading it. You know, it's... Yeah, verify. You have a lot of friends who are have gotten it, too. (laughs) I I just feel that freedom is what America was based on. And I love the fact that we were a free nation. All my life growing up, I used to look at other countries and say how sad. Oh, my God, they've got dictators or they've got uh, control, government control. All right, so we're going to go move forward because we got to bring on our first guest. So, everybody, we really do have a fun show for you today. Ron's done and, Ron's done ranting. Now we're going to have a good time. Well, and, only because uh, I have to voice my opinion. I want people out there to say to Facebook, you know, Stop the crap, because Facebook was indicted already for this very issue of not allowing people freedom of speech in America. So what did they do? They went and renamed them. They changed their name and they opened up under a different company. See what snaky little bastards you are, you little fucking runts. (laughs) All right. Ready? Ready. All right, everybody. So now we're going to bring on our very first guest. I'm super excited to have him on. Uh, I've been talking with him a lot lately, him and his fabulous wife. Uh, we met them through the Wise Guys, which are guys that we love to death, and through their radio show and going to an event in in uh, in New York when we were there for September 11th. So go ahead, Roxy. Let's bring on Al. Hello there, guys. Hey, how are you? Oh, we hear you really well. Nice backdrop. Thank you. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, so hold on. Let us get a, a good introduction for you. All right, you guys. Now we want to welcome. Incredibly super cool and talented actor, voiceover actor, model, a bit producer. He basically does everything, and he's like a world-renowned radio host. Um, Al Bandiero, hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Ron. I hope you guys are doing well. You're out in California, correct? Yes, yes we're we in are. Palm Springs. Yes, we are. Uh, nice That's- and warm, Palm Springs. Is it cold now where you are? Yeah, we're in the 50s here in New York. So uh, we're getting the itch. I wish I were in New York in the 50s. I got news for you. (laughs) I got big, big news for you. I wouldn't mind being New York in the teens either right now. I got news Uh, for you. Alfonso, my paisano, how are you? Oh, very good. You know what? I might trade with you. You can come to New York and I'll go to Palm Springs to uh, be in the sun, in the warmth. Yeah, I'm bored to death out here. They're all leisure lizards out here. Uh, Yeah, it's a boring place to live. New York, you go out of your apartment, you're in the street, you're in the world. The world is there, passing you by, hitting you. Absolutely true. And the homeless are peeing on you. It's wonderful. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get charged for that. Yeah. (laughs) So we have a chat room filled with people. Please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. 
There you go. I, I don't know exactly all the countries that are represented, but there's a bunch of them and people are still coming in. So it's all really. Oh, really you good. do voiceovers, right? Yes. Because you got a great voice. Let me tell uh, you. Thank you. Thanks. Very, Actually, very good uh, barrel sound. I call it barrel sound. Good sound. Yeah. Hang on, I'll do a little bragging for Al, you well, guys. You're you're also a radio co-host. Co 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 I co used to be uh, for a long a time in New York, and then left to start a, a film production company. Okay. You guys, he had a huge career in New York radio. I wrote all this stuff oh, down, see, so I'm going to use it. I wasn't KTU PLJ Hot 97 Jammin 105. The new KTU. He had several national syndicated shows uh, from 1992 to 2010. He did a voiceovers for many national TV commercials, car companies, shampoos, soft drinks, etc. And he's hosted many national TV shows, so he's got the voice. Give us, give us like a a good like a good voice thing, so everybody can hear. I know, but I, he he's got to have like some kind of like let's get ready to rumble kind of like a thing <laughs> that he's got. Uh. It depends on what your client is, you know. Some of them just like that very whispery type of stuff. No, let, let's say uh, I'm some... the let's say I'm the client, and the script is, Ron Russell is the most wonderful, handsomest man in the world. <laughs> let's hear you that's say extra that. money, though, Ron. <laughs> go on. That, that's, a, that's extra money. So we we got to negotiate the fee first. Uh, but generally, with voiceovers, it's it's well, what now, is now I'm gonna, right now, now I'm not, wait, wait, you just wait now I'm not going to say that how handsome you are. I'm not paying you the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost the compliment. You're good looking. No, no, no. That's okay. We'll meet in the middle somewhere. Just uh, keep listen. It us I, us I Italians are all Italians are beautiful looking people. You exactly. got it, Beautiful people. Yeah. And beautiful looking Italians are one of the best looking races on the planet that's what i've been uh that's what i'm hearing for a long time so well, it's, tr uh, it's true cool. it's yeah. true why do you think all the frustrated old women go to italy to get laid because the men are so gorgeous <laughs> oh they're all there Look in how italy. pretty his teeth are he's too good, you, you he's got... italian he's italian everything is gorgeous about him i bet everything too and every time he sends me a message, he's just coming back well, from the I'm gym, Italian, you guys. I'm Italian, so I know about that stuff. Yep, yep. You guys, yep. every time Al texts me, he's always, like, coming back from the gym. So, yeah, like, and he doesn't look like that. I mean, he works to look like that. And Italian, <laughs> Italian, Italian men don't get shortchanged. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, for, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, the, the word the word in the neighborhood was uh, brajol goes more than one way, so to speak. And... Uh, <laughs> We'll Italian, uh, we Italian men are gifted with uh, brajols, I guess. We'll so. play hide the salami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you can follow Al on Instagram. He's real Al Bandero, and it's uh, Bandero. B A N D I E R O. Well, he says Bandero. How do you say Dero, it? Al? Yeah, Dero, Bandero. In America, in Italian. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Band exactly. Alfonso Bandero. Yeah. Is it really Alfonso? Is that what Al's short yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. So we went as short as we possibly could with Al. That's that's fine. That, that well, my work. real name is not Ron. It's Rolando. Right. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's nice, man. That's that's a nice little sound there. Yeah, but no. Oh, in the chat room, they're also talking about how very handsome you are. He's good looking. It's of course he is. Now, listen, you're married. Oh, fabulous wife. The fabulous wife. Marlene. I heard. I heard. Is she here? Can I see her? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Inside. Marlene, let, let come me, in. Let me see the fabulous She doesn't have any makeup on. Come on. I don't have any makeup on. What the hell? Let's That's go. okay, Marlene. We love come you. On, Everybody will love you. This come is on my in. wonderful wife, Marlene. Hey! Like, like, she needs makeup. I'm going to buy it. I mean, you are so fucking beautiful and you need makeup. What are you, crazy? Well, you know, 
all women always a little bit of makeup. Mm -hmm. Oh no, my God, the two no, of you have such beautiful no. teeth. It's unbelievable. They look like, <laughs> you, look, you look like a, a, a Ipana commercial. Remember Ipana toothpaste, anybody? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Years hey, ago, see if you can get a deal for us. We'll go in together. Yeah. We'll make a deal. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to talk to you, Al, anymore. I want, uh, <laughs> she, you have, well, anyway, you got good taste picking up Al. You. How'd, you, how'd you get Al? How'd I get him? <clears throat> I, yeah. I, got, I found him at a bus stop. That's really? True. Really? Yeah. You were standing? Oh, I mean, really? Yep. Yep. And he yep. came by in a car and picked you no, up? No, actually, he was standing there, and I got off. Um, my mom dropped me off. I was going into the city for a, an interview. He was standing there, and I was, like, you know, checking him out because he is good looking. He's yes. cute. He is cute. Yeah. And, um, and then you yeah. checked out the Brajol and you said, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know yet, but, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yet. 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 She's really. adorable. I love her. Thank you. Yeah, she's great. And eventually we started talking and he asked me <clears throat> for brunch. I think it was brunch, right? Yeah. I, I See, I had a, a thing about instead of going to dinner, because we all know the horrors sometimes of dinner that five minutes into a dinner, this is not going to work. You want so to I always yourself. felt safe by going to lunch because right. lunch will end and you'll leave. Uh, but I, I needed a fireplace uh, in my home, a mantle. So I wanted to try and kill two birds with one stone. So I said, I'll take her to lunch and then I'm going to take her to look at mantles to see her taste. Mm. Because if the taste wasn't, <laughs> this is the true story. The taste well, you're a tough one. You're a tough yeah. guy. If it wasn't what I like, then it would be a, a lunch. And, you know. Uh, didn't even go that far. He wouldn't even let me upstairs until I passed the question test. That's true. I kid you not. You know what? Wait, wait. What's the question test? Go tell So him. the question test to come into my house was in New York, as you guys know, you have the Yankees and you have the Mets. Uh, both fans hate each other. Right. But they still go out to dinner. They still party just because I don't like your team. All of a sudden, we don't talk to each other anymore. I don't know what it's all about. But anyway, that's another time for another day. So I said, Yankees, Mets. And she said, Yankees. I said, okay, good so far. Jets or Giants? And she said, Giants. I said, okay, you can come up. Uh, <laughs> my brother and, and, uh, you know, I want yeah, to say because if, if it was a Mets fan, I, I have no interest. It wouldn't. No. Yeah, the Red Sox. I would have driven her home. Uh, now let, listen up, guys. I want to quote my best buddy Jane Russell, who I always quote because I promised I keep her name alive forever. And Jane Russell, you know what she would say now if she was seated next to me? She'd say to you, "Al, you should be so lucky." <laughs> that and was I am. Jane, that was Jane's that was Jane's favorite saying all the time. Meanwhile, she's beautiful. She's you cook? Yes. Oh yeah. You cook too? Yeah. You look like and that speaks, you cook? and speaks Italian, French, lived in Italy, lived in uh, France, obviously is Cuban. So, we run the gamut. Wow. Uh, and she's also a phenomenal writer, you now, guys. Wait, wait till you see wait, some of the stuff she's are you, writing. Are you an actress? Do you act? I did for a while when we were in LA. I was mostly a commercial actress. I speak Spanish, so I would do Spanish commercials and English right. commercials. Se lava la dentes con gleam. Remember, remember that commercial years ago? Se lava la dentes con gleam. Con gleam. <laughs> Toothpaste. And she's a, she's a wonderful writer, so she writes both uh, films and TV. Well, so. you guys are lucky. Do you have kids? No. No. 
Oh, well, that's the choice of today. Not too many people want kids to bring them into this crappy country in this world that we live in <laughs> yeah. with all these maniacs. So it's not, not a bad decision. You guys <clears throat> have a career mm-hmm. and you have you have each other. You don't really need. Yeah. I have two children and my wife took a powder years ago because she didn't want to be married, left me with my kids and I raised my kids. So you know what? You could live without kids. You could live without a wife. You could live without anybody. If well, we have a, we have a ton of uh, nieces and nephews. Oh, yeah. and so, so there you go. Yeah. So, so we're you, get you, have, got, you, you got get the, to have you got around. the kid thing all around you. Yeah. So you you both love live. I miss New York so much. Yeah. Uh, well, New York it. is changing uh, yeah. rapidly. Uh, to, to I, the electricity will always be, uh, but I, I think that uh, a lot of the quality uh, of life in, in New York's from the past. Uh, is not there as much as it used to be, mm-hmm. but that could probably be said for everywhere. Yeah, yeah it is uh, said but, for everywhere. Because yeah, but New- in New York, um, there there was a hipness, there was sort of a slickness, uh, you know, back in the day, so to speak. That's not really there anymore. Uh, there's, um, if you were a New Yorker back in the day, there was just this hipness about you. Uh, it's it's different now. They tried um, to clean up the city so much. I think they've cleaned it up too much. Now it's just like a very large metropolitan, like Disney World. City. It's like it's, it's sort of well, that. What what's yeah. really happened? I go to New York often. When I'm in New York, I find there are no New Yorkers. When I speak, exactly. yeah. no, they hire me for movies now. I swear to you, I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. I do all these movies where I play a gangster. They say because you've got an original antique New York accent that nobody right. can duplicate. They right. try in movies like Nicole Kidman tried to do a New York accent. Oh my God, I watched it and I almost died. I said, Oh, who the hell was her voice coach? Coach, yeah. So I am an antique. I'm 81 years old. So I'm an antique Brooklynite New Yorker who's lived all my life in New York City, raised my kids there. I love New York. There's nothing like it. LA is tinsel and. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we uh, lived in LA. Uh, Marlene and I lived in LA for 14, 14 years. So, uh, so you know, we know. Uh, and the one thing that we noticed about moving to LA from New York was, for some reason, you meet someone and you gravitate towards them, or they gravitate towards you, and you're hitting it off. And it's later in the conversation that you understand and feel that, oh, you're also from New York, but you didn't know that up front. It was just this air. It was just the way that they are versus people in that city. And I found that we were there constantly. You just met somebody else. And in the conversation, they told you, oh, I'm also from New York or I'm from uh, Brooklyn or the Bronx. And you just you hit it off as opposed to other people come from other cities that are quite different. Pisses me off. Pisses me off when people out here say, oh, I was in New York and everyone is so unfriendly. That's, that's bullshit. That's not true. That's, that's bullshit. Yeah, I that's go to bullshit. New York. Jimmy will tell you, when we were in New York a couple of months ago, I was talking to everybody in the street. Yeah. I yeah. talked yeah. to every, I'm like a friggin' lunatic. I walk yeah. around like years ago. Years ago, if you came from the neighborhood, you knew everybody on the block. Everybody knew you. Yeah. Everybody was a friend. We'd sit outside in the hot August nights on lawn chairs yep. eating ice yeah. cream talking it was wonderful here in palm springs we were in cars nobody's friendly here they're all drunk 
<laughs> no, seriously, Palm Springs is the alcoholic <laughs> capital of the world. I have never met so many drunken people as here. We go to parties and they can barely stand half the time. And then the next night they're doing the same thing over again. Well, why do you think that is? Do you think that because, because they never to do? No, no. Palm Springs attracted all the people who were once, who never were, and for who wanted to be. It's a very okay. sad town of people, a mixed bag of people. There are people here who live like they have means, but they don't. There are uh, people here who live like they were once a star and they never were. And there are people here who were once stars and now are ignored. Well, so come, to, a, come to visit us in New York and we'll come out to visit you there. I mean, when oh, we come were there, visit us. We, the we the weather is not, great. We were there a few years ago and I got, you know, we went just for the hell of it. We went through the uh, the Frank Sinatra hangouts. Uh, we went by uh, Twin Palms. Obviously, that was his first home. And we actually got in uh, through somebody that we knew. And I believe they were renting it for whether it's a night, two nights a week. Whatever Wedding, weddings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we walked through it. And, you know, there was that cool factor. Uh, the, the way the property was set up, we went a lot to the older bars. And you can see that that's no longer... No they more, were, no more, no more, no more. They're on the way out. No, yeah, no, they're yeah. gone. They're gone. They just got rid of one of the best restaurants here. It was a restaurant that Frank Sinatra used to hire for an evening just to have Ava Gardner and all his friends, Sammy and all the gang, eat there and party. And it's I forgot what I it's, forgot what it's called. called, but it's down the road and now it's closing. It's there gone. Are, there, yeah, and even the Riviera Hotel, which was wonderful. It was very 1950s. Marilyn Monroe, Sammy, Frank, Dean, all of them were hanging out there. Now it's gone. They redid it and took down all the old, beautiful mid-century oh. stuff, and they oh. made it out to and be now it's, now it's called Margaritaville. Margaritaville. No. Oh, yeah. okay. So okay. Wrecked it. Palm Springs has lost all of its old Hollywood. Charm. We go to homes yet, like we know a lot of a lot of the old movie stars because of me. They were my friends from when we were all young. So it, we go to a lot of homes here that were the original homes. But even my old movie stars broke and they're selling their homes and people are coming in and knocking them down and putting up these ugly uh, the, cubes. Yeah, the, the architecture, we watch a lot of stuff that's shot out of uh, Palm Springs, uh, you know, through the Travel Channel and things like that. And the mid-century homes that they go in and they redo are absolutely beautiful, just with the mountains, the backdrops. And then you see uh, famous homes that were owned by well-known people just left uh, to rot, which is such a shame. Well, not left to rot. It's just that there's, you know, people think Palm Springs, oh, my God. You know, Jimmy and I, first of all, the publications say that Jimmy and I earn $10 million a year. I love that one. Do they say that about you, too? It's really $15 million, though, isn't it? I love that we earn $10 million. I mean, that cracks me up like you can't believe. I should only okay. earn, we should only earn a half a million. But <laughs> So a lot of the people that live here, people think we're rich because, wow, you guys, you own a home in Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. we do. And, wow, it's all rich people there. No, it's not true. Yeah. yeah. There are areas, you know, there are people who are, I mean, up the, here we go. Let's let's name drop. Uh, Goldie Horn, <laughs> Goldie Horn, and Russell live up the Kurt road. Russell live up Kurt the road Russell live us. up the road from us, and above them is Barbara Streisand. The next to that is uh, Barry Manilow, George yeah. Hamilton, George Hamilton, Suzanne Summers. 
Suzanne Summers. That's about it. The and Michael of- Douglas's dad lived across the street from Kurt Russell, but like yeah. Not, so not- we live in a very posh neighborhood that used to be, only because Jimmy and I live in a, a very charming uh, little house. <laughs> it's no, it's a two thousand two hundred square foot house, but it's very hacienda looking. Oh, that's oh, our favorite. Nice. Yeah, we it, love yeah. That. It's it's the old California, which we which I like. I'm not a cubist. So Cuban, hey, let's brag a little for Al. So you guys, I was in uh, Al and his wife were in uh, L.A. And when I was in there, he starred on a show called Desire. It was on Fox. Um, it was a TV series. He was on 74 episodes. Was that like a nighttime soap opera? Kind of like Dynasty or something? Hey, Al, are you frozen? Yeah, he froze. <laughs> hey, Roxy, is Al frozen? Can we fix him? Oh, wait, he just sent me a message. Hold on. Blackout. Okay, hold on. Come back. Oh, okay. it's a good interview too. I, they're nice people. I like them a lot. <clears throat> She's really quite beautiful. Yes, she is. Her name's Marlene. Cuban women are beautiful women. The Latins. Are, uh, Latin is a beautiful race of people. Latin people. And she's, she's. It's all that darkness and the good skin and the beautiful hair. You know, Latin you people like- have wonderful hair. Yes, Don. Uh, George Hamilton lives down the street, about what, probably what, like a half a mile or a mile away or something, yeah, pretty close. I'd say about two miles. Okay, so bring him back in when he comes in, Roxy. So everybody, we're talking right now to Al Bandiro. Um, his Instagram is is at real Al Bandiro. He's like a lot of fun. Um, he's a huge New York DJ. Everybody in New York knows him. Um, so he's super, super fun. And getting back to Palm Springs, Palm Springs is not what it used to be. Al said New York City is not what it used to be. And most certainly Los Angeles is not the Los Angeles I remember back in 1950 when I was here as a little 10-year-old boy. I mean, Hollywood was absolutely immaculate and beautiful. Hollywood Boulevard had all the greatest stores for my mother went there to buy her hats and her gloves because women wore hats and gloves in those days. And uh, men's stores were beautiful. And Hollywood Boulevard was so elegant with great restaurants on it. Then the movie stars of those days, Betty Davis, Marlena Dietrich, Gregory Peck, those people would frequent Hollywood Boulevard. You guys, so when he said too, like, so Al sending me text messages, when he says blackout, he means there's like a blackout where he lives. There's no electric. <laughs> so he's working on you know, trying to get it back out, but he said the electric has cut out. I don't know if they're having bad weather or what. Um, well, it's not summer, so it can't be from air conditioning. Yes, it can't be from air, air conditioning. Um, so maybe we'll play a little music video while we're waiting for him to get back on. What do you think? Well, no, we can chat. We can chat. Okay, what do you want to? Well, I, you guys. So, so Rocky Four, um, Rocky Four is the most popular and most financially successful of all the Rocky movies in the franchise. That's where uh, Rocky fights Ivan Drago, and um, they're releasing a director's cut of Rocky Four. It's going to get released. I think it's next week. It comes out. Actually, I'm not sure exactly the date, uh, but it's the director's cut of the movie. Um, Al Bandero is the actual. Um, announcer next to the ring when Rocky fights Drago. It was his very first film. He was handpicked by Sylvester Stallone to be in this role. And uh, it's like a really big deal. And the fact that his very first movie, you know, was getting re-released because it was the most successful in the franchise. It's a director's cut. So it's 20 minutes longer. I can't wait to see it. Cause I freaking like love all the Rocky movies. Um, and I think they're like a lot of fun. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Hopefully he'll get back on. I hope so. I wonder what the blackout was. He just says the electric cut out. So 
Wow. So uh, maybe we'll play the trailer for it. You want? Oh wait, he's back. Where is he back? We missed you. Thank you. So you had we a blackout. Had a, Listen, a little, you got yeah, a little, little bit of a blackout, brownout, uh, and well, we just back you got on. you, you, you got to you got to pay the electric bill. I know. I keep telling her that. I said you can't just. <laughs> you know, she, you know, she only spends money at the beauty parlor, but never pays the electric bill. <laughs> Where'd she go? Hey, Marlena, get back in here. (laughs) So wait, Al, Al, so what I did while you were gone... Look at that beautiful head of hair, Cuban uh, hair. Cubans have gorgeous eyebrows and hair. You notice that? Yes, Cuban women. Cuban women have the most beautiful eyebrows and beautiful hair. So hold on, let's go back. I have many Cuban friends in New York. So so Al, what I did while we were in our blackout, I told everybody that you are in uh, Rocky IV and that Rocky IV is the most financially successful of all the Rocky films. It was your first film. You were handpicked by Sylvester Stallone to play the announcer, the ring announcer. I don't know, what do you call it? Is that what you call it, a ring announcer? Uh, The ring commentator, so we call it Ring commentator. Okay, so you call the fight. Rocky IV now is coming out with the director. Sylvester Stallone is still boxing? This is Rocky IV. Is he is it Sylvester boxing or is he playing a manager? No, and so Rocky IV is like twenty years old. It was oh, boxing. Oh, I thought it was a new film. No, 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 no. Twenty oh, years no, no, ago, no. they're re-releasing it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. So they're re-releasing Rocky IV. When when is the director's cut coming out, Al? Uh, November 11th. Uh, you can go to Phantom.com and hit in your zip code, and it'll tell you all the theaters that are playing it. So here's the. Um, Here's the thing that's a little unusual. You got, you got room? Come on in yeah, here, move, move over, Marlena's uh, half in. Here's the, here's the thing that's like a little Marlena. unusual. I like Marlena uh, better. Okay, so with this, this company, uh, so this company, Phantom, uh, goes and gets uh, these classic movies. It could be Dracula, it could be Frankenstein, and they release it in the theater after they clean it up. It looks beautiful uh, for one day only at the same time all over the country. And then uh, another week, it'll be all over England. So what they did was go in, uh, they cleaned it up. The sound, I'm told, is unbelievable with today's technology. The coloring is now unbelievable. And what he did was add 40 minutes to the film uh, by elongating some scenes, shortening others uh, that he didn't like uh, in uh, back in the day when, when he did it. Uh, to just give it a different feel. I believe the feel today is a little bit deeper uh, besides the death of Apollo. He has a certain talk with his son about why people must do certain things in your life. If you believe in what you want to do, then go do it. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of a deeper feel to it. Uh, and uh, the great thing about it is it's 120% in ticket sales above the closest competitor. Wow. There you go. That's what counts. Which I freaking you know, like I love. Kn- I knew I knew Burt Young very well years you ago. Burt Young. Burt Young. His real name is Dickie Morier, and he used to be a fence. He used to sell stolen stuff from his apartment. <laughs> he lived. No, he lived in Jackson. He lived in Corona, Queens, on 99th Street, and I bought a stereo from him that was a bar stereo combination. And was it warm or was it okay? No, it was hot. It fell off a truck. And <laughs> my, my, my very good friend, no, my very good friend Arlene's sister Linda lived in that building. So Dickie used to pay her money to put all the hot goods in her apartment to store it because he had all kinds of stuff. So, I mean. This before I, he's a famous star. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 my, Arlene and I came down from Cape Cod. We went to Dickie and Gloria Benichetti's wedding at the Astoria Manor 
in Astoria, Queens. And they wouldn't let uh, us in. It was 11 o'clock at night, and they wouldn't let Arlene and I in. And Arlene's sister was maid of honor, and we wanted to see the gang. So a fight broke out, and I picked up one of the big chrome ashtrays with sand in it, threw it through a window, and we were beating people up. And the bridal party came out, and they were smacking everybody around, and Dickie was punching people. It was a whole big mess at Dickie's wedding. We had, we had, we had to listen to those stories. We had great memories. You know, that was my... <clears throat> as Jimmy was saying before, that was my first film. And, you know, the first time you walk onto a set, you're quite nervous. And now you're going into an established big time movie set with people like Sly and people like Bert and people like Talia. But what I took away from that was each of them took this at that time, this kid under their wings and would go out to dinner and say, OK, this is what you have to look for. <clears throat> Pardon me. This is what you have to do. Uh, you're going to make it through it. And they didn't have to do that. Uh, they could have said, hey, sink or swim on your own. And they just individually would go out, spend the time with me. So when we finally got to shoot the scene, uh, I was pretty relaxed. I wasn't as nervous as I had been prior to them taking me under their wing and saying they just guided me. And that's the, uh, the biggest takeaway that from that experience as my first movie. And you know what? Not because I'm his wife, but he was good. I mean, I... He is. He was really good. He's like he's a natural. He's a natural actor. For when I when he told me that was his first movie, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. So I watched well, Rocky you know, Four. Yeah. Hang on, I watched Rocky Four, the old version. I watched it yeah. on Thursday just because I knew you were coming on, and and I love the Rocky movies and I love the Creed movies, and so I watched it, and it was really good, and you're really good in it, and I can't wait for the new version to come out. I thought it only had 20 more minutes. I didn't realize it was 40 more minutes. Yeah. So, 40, yeah. so I yeah, think it's going to be an that's awesome another movie. Yeah, I think it'll yeah, be. If, if you uh, if you ever have the time between now and the eleventh, on face on uh, YouTube. YouTube, there's actually a documentary now of the the making of the re-release. It's about an hour and a half long, uh, and he takes you through the detail of what he did, what he took out, why he put certain things back in, uh, going through the colorization and and all of that. It's a it's an interesting thing, and one of the pieces uh, that we were watching in the middle of it. The camera pans to him yeah. and then pans over to the screen and he's actually watching my scene. Yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. So I was like, wow. That, so all of those wonderful memories uh, uh, came back. And, you know, I, I've talked to other people about this. I could not pay uh, to have that education and to have people of that level just be nice to me and explain things to me rather than, you know, the egomaniacs that are somewhat a part of the business that don't really care. And <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> like, like today, you know, I, 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 make a, I make a lot of movies today, horror movies, okay? I have yet to meet a director that gives me two seconds. I've yet to meet a, a I've yet to go on a set where there's a mark for me to follow a, an X on wow. the floor. Wow. And I yet to see uh, lighting, you know, my key light or whatever. They don't do that anymore. Now you go on a set, they shoot you with a cell phone or something like it. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody yeah. read, reads lines. Nobody acts was, anymore. Yeah. They read lines. It was such an experience that the, the day before we were going to wrap, because our scene took two weeks to shoot in Vancouver, they took over. First, I was told it was a hockey rink, and then I was told it was a, a rodeo place, but it was about 4,000 people, uh, extras in the stands, all dressed in Russian outfits. Uh, the entire place for that scene is you literally look like you were walking into Russia. They did a wonderful job. So the day before we were going to finish the scene, uh, 
one of the guys in charge of the uh, uh, the clothing department uh, said, "Hey, this is a, a this is for you from Sly and from all of us. Uh, this is a little gift, parting gift." So, well, what's this? And I opened it up, and it was the shorts that he wore in the scene, uh, and I wow. So that was that's up on the wall. You know, with that is so cool because I love yeah. memorabilia. I collect memorabilia. Yeah. I have tons of. I have a whole office full of it, and so I think yeah. that is freaking like awesome. Yeah, like I so like that to, a lot. To see this happen again on November 11th, I, I look at it differently now. That you know, you remember when you were shooting it and what you went through and being nervous, and now you look back at it uh, with all of the today's technology. And from what I'm being told by the people that are involved do everything you can for that one day to go see it in the theater because the experience, do you have a picture of it? Yeah. yeah. Bring, oh, bring yeah it close there you go. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. I love it. The shorts? Yes. I love it. So, did you, did you uh, wash them before you mounted them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so they're, they're telling people go see it in the theater. It's only going to be one showing and then it'll go uh, to uh I guess I don't know if it's streaming or where they're going to go with it, but you'll be able to see it in your home. But it won't be the same as that sound effect and the clarity that's in a, a movie theater. So here's what I you want know, you I to do. You know, I can't stop oh. looking at his wife. I know. And I'm, gay, and I'm gay. What a compliment, right? <laughs> uh, when, a gay, when a gay guy admires a woman, it's such a great compliment because we're not trying to get in your pants like most straight guys are. <laughs> but you're just a beautiful girl with a beautiful so smile. Funny. They both yeah. have beautiful teeth. So here's what I want She's you to do, Al. Girl. So yeah. uh, uh, Roxy, you're going to get ready to play it. So I want you I, – I actually have the director's cut. I downloaded it off of YouTube for the new Rocky Four. I'm pretty sure I got the right one because it said director's cut. So it must be. So I want you to introduce it. We're going to just play the trailer we'll play for the trailer. everybody so they can see it, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more. Okay, so what you're about to see uh, is the new trailer uh, recut from uh, the re-release of Rocky Four, uh, filled with all of today's – technology. Enjoy it. Russia will now throw its hat into the ring. I've seen this Drago fight. Drago is a super athlete. I know I can beat him. Hey, Paolo, look, maybe the show is over. You've got nothing more to prove. He thinks he's fighting for the whole country, but his reasons are wrong. I'm asking as a friend, stand in my corner. Just this one last time. I did not come here to lose. Perhaps this simple defeat will be a perfect example of how pathetic your society has become. You're my friend. But you start this fight. And don't do this to me. Cannot be defeated. Tony, get attacked early! Soon, Hover will know my name. Drago. Drago. I let it happen. I gotta take everything he's got. He's had one professional fight, and one man is dead. It's suicide! You can't win! This is going to be a time when you're going to have to do things that other people don't think are right, but they're going to be right for you. You got to do what you got to do. Not the fight been set yet. It's in Russia. Are you 
You know what to do. Do it. He's not a machine. He's a man. Be more man than him. I must break you. Rocky is in serious trouble. Breathe. Don't be scared. Get up, you son of a bitch! All those fighters you beat, you beat them with heart! Get up! Get up! Get up. Get I'm telling you, I got like goosebumps. Wow. wow. <laughs> those, those punches, you could feel yeah. it. Those punches, boom, but what a sound effect. You're right. The sound is Yeah, so saying, they're saying that when you're in the theater on the 11th, it, it feels like you, you're in the ring with them. Take yeah, that was scary. So I want to say, number one, congratulations on getting the role in the first place. And number Thank two, you. what a like awesome thing that they're – I don't. how many years has it been now then? The, well, the, it came out – the original came out in 85. Okay, so 15, 20, so 36 years later, 35 years later. Yeah, so congratulations, 36 years later, they're bringing, you know, bringing it back and you get to live through it twice. Jimmy, Jimmy, if it's, if it's good, it's ageless, you know. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. But the fact that they're putting all this promotion into it, I think it's phenomenal. It's it's, it's an ageless You know, the fact also, too, guys, that uh, in money making of all of them, uh, Rocky IV made more money than all of them. Uh, and it obviously has to do with America versus Russia, and that will never end. So I believe it will always stay as the biggest money-making Rocky film uh, that there is. And, uh, you know, it, that ring commentator probably had a lot to do with bringing all that money. <laughs> that's <to> right. <laughs> you got to, like, love it. That, that's what I say. Just out of curiosity, did you like the Creed one where Creed, where Apollo Creed's son fights Drago's son? Did you watch yeah, that? Yeah, I thought it was like, well, where would you take it? And that's before I watched it as the opening credits, I said, where, where are they going to go with this? Uh, and then you go to another generation. The great thing about the Creed movies is that the younger generation that's watching that doesn't really know that much about the Rocky character. Right. So now they're rediscovering, Rocky. wow, these movies are really good. So I think that bringing Rocky Four out now, in addition to the Rocky uh, fans that are out there, you're going to get the Creed fans out there to watch this thing again in the theaters. I think it's exciting. We were at Madame Tussauds at a charity thing like two weeks ago, and I made sure to take picture with the Rocky statue. I, did. I saw that. Because <laughs> I thought that, well, that would be a lot of fun. Well, so you, It's yeah. like classic films of the 40s. So they're, they're seen every day now and as new films. Betty right. Davis's films hold up today just like they did back in 1941. Yes, and Rocky is going to be the same. Classics classics survive. They certainly right. do. So you guys, you've seen some other things that Al's been in, The Practice, Dragnet, Mr. Sterling. Go for it, which I would actually like to see that just because I like those kind of movies. So I don't know if that's something I'm going to look for it on eBay and see if I can actually find it um, because I like like it. But let's go to a, a hypothetical thing I like to do with actors. So you, you've gotten to do a pretty lot of stuff. You're getting ready to do a lot more stuff. Um, if you could pick... 
uh, a male and female actor that you think, oh, my God, I'd really like to work with these people if they were like on a bucket list? Who would you like to work with? And number two, if you could have ever been in any movie in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh, man. Wow. OK, so the last one I'll, wow. first, I'll okay. address first. Uh, for me uh, and a lot of people in the industry, uh, I would have loved to have been in The Godfather. Uh, OK. I feel it is the greatest film uh, that was ever made. Uh, not because of the Italian thing. It's just how really good and how well made that film is. Uh, and there's other films that people go back and forth with. But for me, that would probably be. Uh, but we all. My, but we I all know. Wait, hang on. Go. But we all know there's no such thing as the mafia. Try to make that clear. <laughs> okay, so keep going. So male and female. That, uh, I would probably say that if I had wor I worked with Sly, but I would love to work in a different capacity with him with one on one. But if I had to pick someone, obviously, after working with him would be Al Pacino. There you uh, go. I like Al Pacino. No, uh, just just because of his history. Uh, actresses. Mm, that That's a tough one. Probably immediately off the top of my head, it would be Meryl Streep. Ah, everybody says Meryl Streep and we're always like, uh, okay, yeah. that's okay. She's uh, such a scene stealer. Why would you want to work yeah. with her? <laughs> it's a, it's the challenge that you know that that might happen. So you got to go toe to toe. Uh, so it brings your game up uh, is what I've always thought. The, the bigger the name and the bigger the, the person that maybe would seal a scene, a scene rather, then you got to go toe to toe and make sure that doesn't happen. Oh, also, Eileen Shapiro's in the chat room. She came to listen, but she's got to go. So just say hi to Eileen, you guys. Hi, Eileen. Oh, sorry, Eileen. How are you? <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so I like. I, I think if I could like do something with any actress, like I, I'm a big Charlize Theron fan, so like I would probably Me pick too. Charlize yes. Theron. No, I yeah. would pick Angelina Jolie because I knew her as a kid. She was. In oh my, yeah, she would be a good she one. She was too. in my home all the time. My daughter Deirdre and she went to school together. So Marlene, um, let's let you get involved. If you were going to get to make a commercial, or you were going to do something like uh, give a male and female actor and actress, who would you like to be in a commercial or in a movie or in anything with? You know what? I like Tom Hanks. Okay. He could do it all. He could do comedy and he can do drama and he just seems like a genuinely nice guy who would be a giving actor and you know really help you with the scene and really give his all so i i'd say tom hanks and a female and, females are tougher female um <laughs> you know i know whatever i i like nicole kidman i think oh she, i like nicole kidman she's i, I a think good one. she's a really good actress another woman another actress that does a little bit of everything and she does it really well um so yeah but old actress like from back in the day oh uh -huh. betty davis yeah Ron, I, Ron was I friends knew. with her i was friends you with not want to be in a scene with betty davis yeah you know? i was i was friends with betty for a lot of years and she's quite a character nothing like on film in person, she cursed and drank and smoked like a sailor. She I was she I was not the lady in person that she was on the screen. Trust me. Oh. She loved a dirty joke. She was full of fun. 
she was a, a wild woman. I knew her in her 70s and 80s, and she mm. was wonderful. Ron used to have a show many years ago called Set the Record Straight, yeah. and, and, he, uh, and he interviewed like, well, Jane Russell was his first interview, but like he was friends with Elizabeth Taylor and Tippi Hedren. Yeah, but, yeah, and, but Jane Russell was and, my uh, best friend. Jane and I, I were like brothers. I, I love Tippi. Oh, she worked with Tippi. Yeah, I worked with Tippi on a, um, it was called Fashion House. Uh, I worked two episodes. I was her nurse. Uh, oh, there you go. Wheeled into the ER, and I'm her ER nurse. And uh, she's a very nice lady. Very, she's a dolly. Very... You kidding? Just sweetie pie. One of my favorite people is Tippy. Uh, very, very nice lady. So I have a question for you guys because we've only got like five minutes uh, uh, left. Um, are you? You want to like? plug anything that you're working on i don't know i don't know what we're allowed to say on certain things and not so i don't want to bring well, it what's up what's marlena doing uh, she, um, uh, she I, I am a writer i'm a screenwriter and i'm well what have you I, written what have you written tell us about it not not the well, plot but what is jimmy it? jimmy read my script he, he in fact he read the script that we're all working on now yeah we're uh, working so on we're, we're, uh, we're co-owners of a production company that's called because i can productions and uh, oh, I love that because I can. Because I can. We just try I and think. I love positive. that. That's great. So you guys, they've got a film. She wrote a script for a film. It's called Blue Betrayal. Uh, we're yeah. working on it behind the scenes right now. At this moment, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal script. And um, he tells me nothing. I tell you, you just don't listen. <laughs> I listen. I do. Listen. It's a phenomenal script. You know what? And, he and, thinks and, he tells. And it's, hang on. But, wait. Does Alfonso do that to you? He thinks he tells you something, and he really doesn't. When you've been married for a really long time, that's bound to happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're married ten. We're married ten years. It's enough. Deny, yeah. deny, deny. That's well, right. All the way around. Look, Al, you're full of crap. <laughs> so you guys it's a phenomenal movie it's very good for like kind of like the world today you guys are gonna love it it's gonna be uh it's gonna be actually a, a really big deal and i don't know what how much you guys want to tell about it so i'm not gonna say it's anything just, you know so it's just a story of the lead character feels just to do everything what is right uh and not to screw people over not to do things that are just wrong to do uh and everybody around him everybody just takes the easier route of uh, being paid off, uh, lying, and so on and so forth. And he goes against that. Uh, so he's, in essence, sort of a rocky character that he just won't take the money. He won't lie. He's taken an oath, uh, and he's dedicated to his children and his wife. And the that attitude sounds is, like me. <laughs> I don't want to do what you guys do. I don't want any part of that. So in retaliation, they set him up. And the rest you'll see when we get it on the screen. It's going to be fabulous. You Sounds guys are going to like love Sounds it. Sounds very good. You're going to really. I also, uh, your wife sent me little notes that says you have an extensive watch collection. I love watches. I do too. Um, I love watches. So uh, how many watches, watches do you have? Uh, 42. Oh, yeah. You have more. We probably have like 30 between the no, two of us. We have, I think, 36. But <laughs> I, 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 have I have an original Mickey Mouse. I have it. Wait, mine is worth a lot of bucks. And I also have a Mighty Mouse. And I also have a Howdy. My Howdy Duty is worth more than all of them. My Howdy wow. Duty is an original. I think it was sold for $3 when it was issued back in the 50s. And now it and goes, they all work. Now it goes for a couple of thousand. It's really a and lot. And they all work. 
All my watches work, yeah. I have on right now. Usually one of the gals in our chat room asks which watch you're Dawn, wearing. Dawn. Dawn does. Every day, every week I we wear love watches. Different. I love well, watches. Watch. As you both know, watches uh, are uh, an example of your personality. Uh, it, it's what you feel like that day. Uh, and it's not it's not just about telling time. It's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just a little statement piece. It's a little crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you're a watch fan, uh, you immediately shake someone's hand. I don't know if you both do this, but if you see a watch, you look at the watch immediately. I, I always I, I, I look do. at it. I do. I think watch freaks do. But I want a Flash Gordon. I don't know if they ever made one. I want the original Buster Crab. It's probably worth a fortune, but I don't know that they ever made them. He's a big Flash Gordon I fan. love Flash Gordon. That's my, my hero. Um, one year for so Christmas. Anybody, so anybody out there, if you have any information about a Flash Gordon wristwatch, yeah, contact me. Yeah, we have all well, kinds. Yeah, we have expensive yeah, watches and cheap watches, but and colorful watches well, yeah. and big watches. We have them all. Yeah, and the watch industry, as you well know, is huge. People, you know, they, they walk around and that's how they tell time. But people that are really into watches, it's a huge uh, industry. I love it. You can, I have the original Gay Pride wristwatch from the first Gay Pride parade in New York wow. City. I have that watch, too. I've got so many crazy watches. I love them. And you know what? Every time I wear one, I look at it and I enjoy it all over again. Do you do the same yep. thing? It's yep. like it's new. Like, wow, where'd this come from? I have diamond you know, for the, watches. For the, have... people, for the people that think people like us are crazy. Uh, no, I'll it's a hobby. A, I'll, I'll explain a feeling. When you're fully dressed and the last thing you put on is your watch. That's right. Yeah. There's something of there's something about the feel of the strap or the band that now completes your outfit. It's the finish. Absolutely. Alex. Absolutely. I, I love it. Totally agree with you. And if I don't have a wristwatch on, I feel naked. I go crazy. Exactly. So, you guys, this is Al Bandero and his fabulous wife, Marlene. Uh, you can follow Al on Real Al Bandero uh, on Instagram. It's R-E-A-L-A-L-B-A-N-D-I-E-R-O. -E -E Make sure to see Rocky for the director's cut coming out. Yep. When's it coming out again? November 12th. November 11th. Uh, one day only. One day only. Um, so why, go why see it on it, the big why screen. Why is it only one day? Because they just do I a, don't, This is what this company does. Stu and that's stupid. stupid. Uh, yeah, that, I thought I that too, but they do it one day and it simultaneously across the country. Then it goes to another country, yeah, but, but then it'll I, be on uh, streaming afterwards. What if I'm not available that day and I can't see it? Then you'll have to wait till it streams, which I believe will be it's the right next after. day. It's the next right. day, according now to somebody listen, in our chat room. When we come to New York, let's get together, guys. I'm serious. Absolutely, We're probably sure. coming in in December. And if you're out in well, we we'll have to eat. We'll have to eat in an Italian restaurant and then go watch shopping. Yes. <laughs> so that, that, that's a perfect day for me. Perfect day Maybe for I me, too. Maybe I could find my Flash Gordon watch. But um, yeah, they're, 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 you know what? I was very disappointed. We were in New York a couple of months ago. There are no more good restaurants in New York. We went down to the Italian village part, and it's gone. There's, you're right. New York has changed. It's lost its Change. flavor. Too many uh, there's, outsiders. There's, yeah, you got to know where to go. It's kind of word of mouth, but not where back in the day where you just went and there were a hundred of them on a block. Uh, and good ones, now. and good ones too. Yeah. I lived on the Upper East Side, so I knew uh, all the good restaurants. Nice. Uh, they're all gone. Everyone, I think, only one that's left is the French one. 
Um, what the hell yeah. is it called? Um, whatever. Anyway, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Al, so, Marlene, thank you so much. Bye, Springs, guys. It was nice we'll talking soon. with you. Bye, bye. Let us know when you bye, come bye. to Palm Springs. Take All right, everybody. Kids. So our next They're guest is a sweet couple. Aren't they fabulous? Very nice. So you guys, our next guest is in the green room. We're going to play a quick video real quick. I love quick. making new friends. Um, uh, yes, Alan and Marlene are fabulous, and I love them to death, and we talk a lot, and, and, I, and I love the Rocky stuff, so it's fabulous. So you guys, our next guest um, is is a superstar. She's in one of my all-time as a clothing designer, favorite movies ever made in history. The name of the film was Clueless, and I want to play the, the uh, trailer real quick before we bring her on so everybody can see it. And then we're going to bring on Elisa Donovan. So, Roxy, go ahead and let's play the Clueless trailer. So, Okay. Like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? And it's like when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? People came that like did not RSVP. So I was like totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, squish in extra place settings, and like people were on mismatched chairs and all. But by the end of the day, it was like the more the merrier. And so if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. Wow. You guys talk like grown-ups. Oh, well, this is a really good school. He gave me a C minus. Well, he gave me a C, which tracks down my entire average. Hello? There was a stop sign? I totally paused. You tried driving in platforms. Oh, should I write them a note? Ew, get off of me. Ah, as if. Cher's got attitude about high school boys. It's a personal choice every woman has got to make for themselves. Cher is saving herself for Luke Perry. Cher, you're a virgin? I mean, I'm not prude. I'm just highly selective. I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. Nice stems. Thanks. What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. I'm gonna be a supermodel. What are you doing? Yo, you're getting on the freeway! Get on the freeway! Girl. Are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever. Did I miss something? Is big hair back? <laughs> Amber, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Freaking like one of my all-time favorite movies, you guys. I'm super excited to bring on one of the stars of Clueless, who's done so many fabulous things and has a new book out that we're going to be talking about. Please bring, welcome Elisa Donovan. Bring her in, Roxy. Hey! Hi, Hi, Hi. guys. Hey. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. And I'm super excited to have you on because I was a clothing designer back in the day and, and uh, I dressed a whole bunch of famous people and that was like my go-to movie. So, um, so yeah. I know you've done tons of other things, but I had to bring that up to get, get it out of the way first, but let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, darling. And our daughter. Hi there. Now, now, I, I lived in Beverly Hills and my daughters went, my one daughter went to Beverly Hills. Hi. And, 
The girls weren't like that. Did you, I was going to say, were they like that? No. Well, I grew up on, on Long Island and went to public school in Northport. And I will definitely say people were not like that, but they were, uh, <laughs> I think they're all kind of representations of, of uh, the dynamics between groups of people. You know, that's well, kind my, of, I think my, that my, doesn't change. My youngest daughter grew up on Long Island. We lived in Setauket. She ah. went She went to the five school district. Mm -hmm. I think it was called District 5 School, which is supposed to be the best. And I found them to be a lot more snobbier than when we lived in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> so it's where you go and who, who they are. So yes. we have a chat room filled with people. And uh, there's a whole bunch of people uh, in it. So I uh, could just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. And then we have a couple people uh, that, that are like really big fans. If you could say hi to Dawn, because she's like saying, oh, my God, I love this so much. You have no idea. So she's Dawn is in California. Hi, hi Dawn. I'm in California, too. And I'm B in San Francisco. And, oh, there you go. And B. Claudia mm -hmm. is in Germany. So say hi to B. Claudia. B. B Claudia? Yeah, B. Claudia. B. B. B Claudia. Yeah. Claudia. Let's all be Claudia. That's right. Let's all be Claudia. And I'm smiling because you're making me smile. I had a bad day with Facebook. They, oh. pu they punished me for something stupid. And I was really angry in the beginning of the show. But you have such a up smile, a positive smile. Oh. You're making me grin and smile. You're a, <laughs> you're a beautiful girl with a That's beautiful, my job. With That's a beautiful smile. <laughs> Look at that smile. Thank you. Everybody has trouble with Facebook. Facebook's got some, some trouble. They, they got to get rid of it or clean it up. They so got to make it right. So you guys, if you want to see Elisa not on Facebook, you can follow her on Instagram <laughs> and you can follow her on Twitter. She's at Red Donovan, R-E-D Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N. I and am on Facebook also just so I might sound a little contradictory. I just don't really, you know, I know there are some, not as big a some deal. trouble there. Not as That's big right. A and you guys can go to her website. It's Elisa, E-L-I-S-A hyphen Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N.com because you can find out everything about her there by going to the mm -hmm. website. We're going to talk for a few minutes about some of the great things that she's been Before in. Before that, I want to just say something. Let me just finish. We're going to talk. We're no, married, no, so that's why we fight no, he's going to go into that whole big I like, monologue. No, no, not yet. No, 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 I, no, I want to just yet. say one thing. I bet the guys go crazy for you. <laughs> I mean, look at that personality. You're no, so bubbly and smiley. You're I don't know. I think my husband likes me. <laughs> oh, your husband. Well, how, I well, well, okay. We'll we'll end that story. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna fix you up. He knows every, every good-looking single guy. <laughs> I will say, I have I have had some boyfriends over the years prior to meeting my. I'm sure you yeah. have. I'm sure you have. <laughs> Oh Beautiful. my gosh, she's so pretty. I love her. Already. I know she is. So, so, so it's going to be funny because some of the things that you've actually done uh, are, are some of my favorite things. I was a huge fan of Beverly Hills 90210 when you were on those. Oh, yeah. And I'm friends, really good friends with Serena Vincent and Chad Lindbergh and Lou Temple. Oh, and you were in Monica. Serena's, They've all been on our show. Serena's one of my closest friends. I mean, she was one of my bridesmaids. She's, oh, so um, I love she's Serena. Like sister. Yeah, so, I adore so her. My whole venture that the way like I started this show, I used to be a celebrity clothing designer and I would go and um 
and, and go to those autograph signing conventions and mm -hmm. I would take racks of clothes and then I would give them to any of the celebrities, you know, if they would wear them so I could have pictures of them in it. And so I used to hang out with Serena Vincent and Daniel Harris. I like horror movies. So like I'm big into the horror movie. thing. Oh yeah. And, uh, and so I would meet all of them and they would all come on the show and people would be like, how did you get these huge stars you know, to come <laughs> on your show? And that's how I initially did it before we built a name for ourselves. Bribery. Um, but also because <laughs> another film that you did, and this is a cheesy film, but it's called Shark Swarm because I like horror movies. Oh, and uh, and we've had John Schneider on the show a bunch of times. I, so, first like, I, of all, I have phenomenal stories about Shark Swarm. First of all, I was almost entirely cut out of that movie. So uh, but then I started to get all these residual checks because of the other shark movies that became well known. Popular, but yeah. they, so I was cast in that movie and I was supposed to be they kind of rewrote the character a little bit for me because it was written a little bit too old for me. But then the way it worked out, I was supposed to be uh, the same age as Daryl Hannah and she's, we were supposed to have gone to high school together. Like the whole storyline kind of didn't make any sense. And so then they wound up cutting it out, but I died with Armand Asante getting eaten by a shark but i think they even cut me out of that part so i don't know but it was oh, really i have fun. to watch it now because i actually own that movie i actually own the dvd it was fun it was super fun um, i like john schneider he's been on the show a couple of times and he was like really nice then you were in yes. clueless which is the greatest thing ever and then you were in clueless <laughs> the tv series and then i have to so you guys for anybody who doesn't know she's amber in clueless and, and actually i think um, your character arc in Clueless is one of like the best ones because you have because of the attitude that you had in it. And yes. I always loved your character like the most because of the way you were in it. So um, and it's so you. cool that you're like to have you here because I don't know, I don't ever get really like starstruck, but like I really do. <laughs> it really is. I have like five favorite movies and that's like one of them. <laughs> well, the wardrobe, I have to say, as everyone, you know, this will not come as a surprise to anyone. The wardrobe was so key in that film in particular to my character and Mona May and Lisa Evans, who was her assistant on that film. Um, they were just phenomenal. And it was so much fun because every day I'd go in there and they were, inventing something for me you know and i half the time i couldn't sit down in it or i couldn't you know like it was really um super creative and fun fun process freaking like loved it so then you guys she's also been in a night at the roxbury wolves of wall street that's another one i like because that's like the horror movie you know that was a good movie uh so no that's not you're thinking the wolf of wall street she's in wolves yeah. of wall street <laughs> where like the traders they turn into werewolves which i like the budgets were a little different well, yeah a little show. bit different um and then i have to like honestly say I think I saw like two episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch because I'm old, like, uh, so I didn't yeah. really, I didn't watch that one, but I know you're hugely popular from it because I Googled you and like everybody talks about you. Uh, that was all my prep. Yeah, that was super, super fun. Then you guys, some of the others. Oh, and also she's been in every dog saved movie on the planet, you guys. Uh, I actually right. watched the trailers for like 10 <laughs> of them today while I was taking notes. The Dog Who Saves Summer, Easter, The Holidays, Christmas Vacation, Halloween, Christmas. Uh, and, and there's a bunch more, but I only wrote also Christmas vacation. So yes. not only Christmas, also Christmas vacation. Yes, Christmas and Christmas. And they look really <laughs> cute. Um, they look really like cute. They're like Hallmark movies, right? Yes, yes, yes. So we originally were doing them for ABC Family and uh, Gary Valentine and I play a couple who have we get this dog, adopt this dog who is afraid of being for as a watchdog, but the dog's afraid. And then you get the dog's backstory. The dog talks and it's a sweet family movies and um the best parts of those films that some of them at the end they show the outtakes 
And Gary and I, it's like, we would be crying. We would make each other laugh so hard. There are a couple of times where we just, I consider, I think about Gary and I laugh. The two of us, it's, we just have a really great um, chemistry. Um, so they're super sweet family movies. I like think that they're fun. And so uh, do you know Michael Damien? Because he does a lot of stuff for Hallmark. Um, Great. I, his name is very familiar. I feel... He was a singer who did Rock On, and he was too. a soap opera star, but then he started directing a bunch. He just had a Hallmark movie came out Saturday night, I think. He does, like, Christmas movies for Hallmark, and and he also does High Strung, the movies High Strung and High Strung Free Dance. Anyway, because you're kind of like... Probably he's older than you, so you might not actually, like, know him, but it was fun. Okay, so then I have a request, and, and you don't have to do it if you don't want, but I would, like, really love it if you were to do it. Could you just do the Clueless thing? I'm I know what you're gonna ask me to do. <laughs> do the whatever thing. I'm gonna do it super fast. Like, okay, super really fast. fast. Okay. Whatever. There you go. I'm gonna clip <laughs> that out and save it. I just freaking like love it. Um, so, so you guys, she's done so many wonderful things, and in her life, she's she's had wonderful highs and wonderful lows. She wrote a book. Um, it's available now. It's called Make Wake Me When You Leave. And mm -hmm. I actually thought this was going to be like a biography, but it's really mm -hmm. not because I watched one of your interviews and it's not really a biography. So we're going to talk about that. But before we talk about it, I'm just going to read what I wrote down. You guys, love and encouragement via dreams from the other side. After someone dies, they never really leave us and it's never too late to make peace. And I uh, follow your bliss and may nothing but a pack of wild horses keep you from it. So I listened to another interview you did, and I guess you had a very difficult time. Clueless, uh, no, not Clueless. Uh, Sabrina, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch got canceled. Uh, you had a breakup, and your father died of cancer, and then you wrote this book. So tell us a little bit about it, because I think that this is super amazing. Yeah, so all these things happened in, in very close succession. So I went from having this life that I totally understood where I was going. I understood what I was doing and what I wanted and who I was, and that everything was just stripped away. and I was pretty devastated and had to go about kind of re-piecing my life together. But before, you know, in that process, I had to rediscover what I really wanted to do. Do I want to live in LA? Do I want to be an actress? Do I want to, you know, how do I want to go through life going forward? And it ultimately was this spiritual experience, which I was not intending to have. And um, my dad started to come to me in these dreams and these kind of otherworldly experiences that really helped me to heal and go through the grief process um, and to come out the other side. So really, I, you know, I think my life looks so different today uh, than it would have had I not gone through that. And I, the big message of the book for me is that you know, when we go through these challenges, we feel so isolated and we feel like we're alone and no one else gets it and no one's been through it. And um, I really hope that the book serves as a source of hope and comfort for people and to really um, understand that our challenges in life can bring us the greatest gifts. It's really that simple. You know, it's all Absolutely. a part of the human experience. That sounds like a good book. And mm -hmm. once you've been, as they say, once you've been touched by an angel, your life is never the same. That's, that's right. An, that's an expression, by the way. That's right. Touched by an angel, not meaning it really. Yeah. But um, so your father came to you. I have lost people in my life and uh, I have also had contact. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Jane Russell, the legend, the movie star, 
-hmm. became my dearest friend because of the passing of my ex-partner. He told me one night to find her and to be her friend. And I found her and we became instant friends for many years, oh, like brother wow. and sister. Mm -hmm. So there is something in the voices that you hear. Tell me yeah. about that. I would like to know more about that. Yes, yes. You're hearing your dad. What? what so he I, the the first time I had a uh, I talk about the, a couple of the dreams in the book, and I just felt so lost. I literally did not know what to do. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I couldn't. I would go on auditions and not really care what I was doing, and just I felt like, what is the point of all of this? And um, I had this experience of, of, I couldn't sleep. I was home and I was just weeping and I felt this presence tell me to go to bed, to go to sleep. And I walked over to my bed and I felt like a hand on my chest almost. And I went to sleep. And when I, I woke up in this kind of half life place that I called it visiting hours in the afterlife because there were other people that it felt to me were doing the same thing people i didn't know i didn't see their faces we were all floating in these boats and my dad uh just started to talk to me and it was clear we could only i didn't his mouth didn't move i could hear his voice and it was very purely and clearly his voice and i spoke to him in the same way it's as though we were speaking with our minds but we could hear our voices and he actually told me in that first dream that that he was uh, sort of caught, that he didn't know how to move forward, that he felt so much in the afterlife, that he, he didn't feel this much when he was alive. And, you know, my dad was a really, um, he just was a really traditional guy, you know, and a very conventional guy. And so we always were butting heads about things. He didn't really understand my creative life, even though he tried to be supportive, you know, and there was this sense of him going, I understand everything now and I understand you. And he was sort of asking for my help. And, and so that first one was very intense. And then subsequently I've had other things where he has, there was another dream that he came to me in later, later on. And it was like this acceptance thing of all this stuff that I thought was unfinished in life with him, with in my relationship with him. Um, Cause it feels so final when someone dies. And my experience of this is that it isn't final. It's, it's not over. And, and he gave me this sense of, he understood me that he saw my whole life and he saw everything that I'm doing and that he's proud of me and that I'm, that he's there for me. And I get signs like that all the time. You know, people often talk about it in nature. I, there's a hummingbird, for example, is my thing that always comes out with my dad if there, and music is a big one also. Um, so, you know, I can be in a play there. I could give you a million examples of this where feeling like, uh, oh gosh, I'm lost or I'm, I'm scared, I'm nervous about something. And then a song will come on out of the blue that is, you know, Ray Charles, which was my dad's, one of my dad's favorites, you know? So it's, it's once we're open to these things, it feels really like um, an incredible sense of peace. And um, oh I love a song for you when Ray Charles, a song no, for but you I, comes I, on. I know, that, like... I know what you're saying. You, you just sold a million books, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, because now you're very interesting. You know, you skimmed yeah. over the book. I didn't get it. Now I want to read the book. 
I'm sure everybody else does if you've explained the situation as you have on our show. Yeah. Yes, um, you know, Arlene Dahl, you don't know who she is. She's a famous movie star, mm -hmm. friend of mine. She died three times. Once in Minnesota, her automobile went over and it crashed and she was pronounced dead. And she said, death is only walking through one room to another. She mm -hmm. said, it's a very simple thing. And yeah. the next time was when she was giving birth to her son, Lorenzo Lamas, the actor. And she was near dead on that uh, experience. And the same thing happened again. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she said, don't be afraid of death. She said, it's a very nice feeling. And mm -hmm. it's like you walk from one room to another. It's so simple. That's such a great, I've never heard it described that way. Walking yeah. from, from one room to another. It's just that walking is, from one room really, to another. Yeah. And, that, and that's how she said it twice. And then the third time. Yeah. And so, she knew that she was going to live old. She's about 90 something now living in New York City. And Arlene is still, you know, happen. And she was told that she wasn't ready. They said, no, you're not coming yet. You're going to live to be a very old lady. Uh, and she is living to be a very old woman. So Ron had a show called Set the Record Straight. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's like the Turner Classic Movies guy. He knows like all the actors from all those films because he's done different things. And, and, and Jane Russell was his best friend. Best and, buddy, uh, my best friend. And he looks really good, but he's 81. And um, must you always bring that? I, I like to bring it up because look how good you no, look. Makes, and he's still working. I mean, he's 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 me still making it, movies. You it know, reminds me that I'm old and I forget it. <laughs> and you so fantastic. So he's my been around for a long time. She's 36. My mom is 82. There you go. Also awesome. And she God still bless. tells people she's like, "Don't know, I'm 36." And I said, "If you tell people you're 36, they are going to think you look bad. But if you <laughs> tell them you're well, 82, I, I'd rather look bad at 36 than good at 81. <laughs> <laughs> it's a choice. I'd rather. But no, um, I, I think everybody's going to get you a book because they want to hear about. So your tell experience. people too, though. How do they get your book? So you can get it anywhere. I mean, anywhere you get books, uh, Barnes and Noble, um, Goodreads, Amazon, the audiobook is available on Audible and all of those platforms. Did you narrate your own audiobook? I did. That was an incredible experience. That was really, really a special experience. I loved doing that so much. I, I, I Difficult. love that. I, I was at my very good friend, Barbara Rosenblatt, who's the queen of audiobooks, by the way. She's won more awards than anyone else. And she did the Elizabeth, uh, Barbara Streisand book. I went to one of her recording sessions and there she sat in this little booth, which was found proof and over and over again, how that was very clever, how they did it. A lot of work, kids. It's not easy. It's a lot of work, yes. Especially editing. <laughs> no, it's a lot of work for the voiceover person. Yes, but the editing it, of it. Because, you know, Barbara does all the characters. She acted out all the characters. But you it's got to exhausting. be yourself. Very it's tired. Exhausting. Yes, very exhausting. So mm -hmm. now when did, like, so how, how much time took place between all the terrible stuff happening and you actually writing the book? So I started to write the book maybe a year after all of this happened. And then... You know, as an actress, when you the <laughs> when you tell your agents that you uh, want to write a book and write a play, they start to fall asleep and say, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yes, you know? so I know that. Well. I kind of had to do it on my own, and then um, I wrote it as a a version, um, a kind of shortened version, uh, as a one woman show, and I did it at the Geffen Theater, maybe 
four years after this happened. And then again, I wanted to tour the show. I wanted to do the play. And there just wasn't a lot of support for me. It was, it was more, they wanted me to just go and do another TV show, which I, I would have been happy to do another TV show as well, but this really was what was, I was passionate about. So then I started to write it again as a book and had a book agent. Then we were close to getting a deal, but we didn't. Then I met my husband we got married. I got pregnant. So then I wrote it as a film and now the film is in development as well good right now, you. but the, I wound up getting the book deal first. So the process of writing it, you know, was quite a long one, but with something so intimate and so personal, the, the, the in-between time really helped. It helps wow. me be able to write it in a, in a more universal have way. You, since you've written this book, have you felt anything from your father? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So anytime, I'm, I keep looking out the window because there's this big tree outside of my window here. And as soon as I started doing the press for the book, you know, in the pandemic, doing a book tour, uh, pretty much looks like this. Like yes. I've been sitting in, you know, in my home. I did. I've done a couple of in-person um, things, but not that many. And every time I would start, this a hummingbird would come outside. And so I, and I'm laughing because I one time said, "Oh, I know he's gonna come out anytime." And my dad had a great sense of humor. And so now, like, he's he's not showing up. And I know as soon as we end this chat is going to show up my dad show up, see exactly. that? actually b claudia is in the chat she's in germany and she said she just bought it off audible and that it oh, sounds yay. You, that you sound terrific it has a wonderful color cover oh, wait, 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 wait. again give us the title slowly for the old people for the <laughs> well you know, we don't grab it so quick it's called wake me when you leave wake me when you leave for mm -hmm. folks Sounds and I love for people to let me know their thoughts and their feelings. That's been one of the greatest joys of this whole thing is having people share their, their feelings about the book with me and then also their own experiences. So please write to me on social media. I try to answer everything and I'm, it really fills my heart when people have, you know, something now, to not say. Just sound, not, to sound, wait, not to sound like a dummy, which I am. When I'm flying to New York in December, can I read it on my computer? Sure. How do you do that? Um, Kindle. Tell Kindle. us people who don't know how to do it how to do it. Do you well? <laughs> well, have you read? Do you read books generally on your? Uh, no, no. Computer? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I usually read. I like to smell of books, so I usually yeah, buy them. Me too. But me too. I find it's too cumbersome carrying more crap. So I yeah. will. Oh, there we go. Look, there, there's the cover. Good job, Roxy. Roxy's putting it up Very for everybody pretty. to see. Very nice yes, cover. you can download it. You can download. Um, I think so, Kindle works like that. And on how do Amazon, we, how do we pay for it? How do we pay for it on Kindle? On Amazon. On Kindle, I think on Amazon you can do it that way through your. If you don't have. Um, a PayPal or a credit card or something. Oh yeah, it's all. Everybody knows how to yeah. do that part, Ron. Just you don't. I don't know how to do. I know. It. Well, I do it for you. I think Amazon <laughs> might be the easiest if you want to, and that'll it'll kind of lead you through the Kindle process. I don't think you need to have a a different piece of equipment. I think you can just download it. Yeah, I right think you're right because I have a bunch of books. Because on my we phone. have a friend of ours that's written a book which I'm going to read going to New York, mm -hmm. and I'll probably read your book coming back to LA. I would love it. You could also yeah. listen to it 
if you don't want it. You can no, just... no, no. I like to read. He it's good read. exercise for your so eyes. So, B. Claudia, please follow at Red Donovan on Twitter and Instagram, and that way you can tell her what you think because she'll have it done. Like she's like she's like really sounds good. interesting. She's interesting, and it's as delightful as she is. It's going to be a, a uplifting book. A book that's going to make you. It's a feel book. She says you book. sound terrific in it's, it. It's a feel book, oh, right? Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to find the um, link. Uh, she just asked me to put it in the chat. Is it a, is it a feel good book? Yeah. So it's so it's also you know anybody who's gone through this kind of stuff. Yep. Oh, she got knows. it already. No, she put she put it in the main chat. She already did it. Got you don't it. have to look. She's got it. Yeah. I just popped okay. up. Sorry. I'm like, they said audible. Audible is great. <laughs> so I, I like, like, love it. So, so it's you... also the book ultimately is very uplifting. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, it goes through challenging things and it's, it's, uh, emotional and it's a positive want... thinking book, but it's yes, ultimately it is. And it's also very funny. So, um, please allow yourself to laugh because sure. some of it is, you know, some absurd things happen. And sometimes when, you know, everything goes wrong in your life, it's kind of like, Ooh, this is funny. How well, did this happen? We, we yeah. certainly, we certainly need to laugh nowadays with what's going on in the world. So we need a good laugh. Mm -hmm. Get this book, folks. You won't regret it. it you guys, good. it's called wake me when you leave. You don't want to miss it. So, so you, now you're there. You go. She put it up again. So you're married, and so is your family in entertainment? Like, did you marry no, someone in entertainment? Not at all. My husband works in finance. Oh, that's good. Then you have money. He generally feels like <laughs> all of my, you know, while the producers have been uh, raising the funding for the film, you know, independent films are really a labor of love, and it takes certain people i'm, a, to, I'm an independent film producer i've got like 11 projects i'm like in different stages of development right. on, so, so i totally understand you understand so he will sometimes you know look at these things and say i don't understand what what are they trying to do like why does uh, it's just very funny he doesn't understand kind of the whole process of yet he understands financing process. he understood <laughs> when oh okay you got a book deal and they wrote you a check he understood. Yes, he understood that. that. Like, All right, it's real. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, oh, I could buy it in the store. Okay, it's real. You know, uh, and my daughter's only nine, so she, I would not say she loves the guitar. She she might be like a rocker or oh, a that's cool. She's into science also. We have a lot of rocker friends. So when she gets older, if you want her to talk to any of them, I can like hook you up because I'm darling. A by the time she gets older, the rocker friends we have will be dead. <laughs> oh, no, they won't. No, They're no. old already. In 10 years, they won't be dead, though. Like, I'm, a, I'm a publicist. And so like a lot of my I mean, clients we have are friends, rock stars. We have friends like saxophone player from Pink Floyd. I mean, you know. yeah, we have Guns oh, N' Roses. Yeah. We have like real they're, rockers. They're kind of old right, guys. Real rockers. Yes. Real rockers. Yes. Yes. They're kind of like old you guys. You gotta like love it though. So, <laughs> so does your daughter get like? Does your daughter watch your like dog movies on Hallmark or on so channels? The dog movies she has seen. I did one when I was pregnant with her and very like visibly pregnant. They wrote the pregnancy into the movie, um. So she has seen those. But prior to that, she didn't really know what I did. And then, um you know, if I go away to work and then come back, I mean, now she understands, but um, the first few years when she was cognizant of this stuff, she just thought that I knew a lot of people like anywhere that I went, <laughs> people would be like, and that they really liked me, you know, they'd be excited to see me in the supermarket, you know, like, hi, oh my gosh. Da, da, da. And she just thought, oh, everybody, you know, my mom knows. Everybody loves my mom. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I had trouble because somebody said to my daughter when she was about seven or eight, maybe, um, they did a show and tell at school, whatever that thing is, where you tell, mm -hmm. talk about your parents. Yes. And my daughter said, my daddy's on television. And some of the kids said, oh, you're a liar, you're full of baloney, your father's not on television. And my daughter got so upset, she said, yes, he is, watch Charlie's Angels, you'll see my dad, <laughs> he plays a cop, a detective. But of course, of, of course, it wasn't a weekly thing, it was a one-shot show. So the kids said, oh, I watched it, your father wasn't on Charlie's oh Angels. You can't pull anything over on kids. They will no. just... and nowadays they're so much smarter than they yep. were back yep. then yep. too. Yep. Like yeah. I think when she's older and she sees Clueless, she's gonna like absolutely like love it because it's such a great you know. I think so. Movie. I think she can probably pretty soon she can probably watch um, Sabrina. Yeah, also. Yes. Yeah. Don in the chat room is like my twenty nine year old daughter. You know, like I watch Sabrina with my daughter who's twenty nine now. Like all of the episodes. So yeah, she like, I, was, like loved it. I haven't watched it in a, I mean, in forever, but I, I, I feel like that's something I could do to see that it's, I think it's okay for her. For nine when did, when when did let, Sabrina let end? You, well, let me tell you something. When she, my daughters, we play cards every Monday night, my two daughters mm -hmm. and, and Jimmy and I. I love that. I will sit there and say, oh, you know, I'm starting a new movie next week. And my daughter will say, oh, Jen. <laughs> she couldn't <laughs> care. They couldn't yes. care less. Neither yes. one. They could. They don't even ask what movie, where. Nothing. Yeah. Jen, yeah. you know. No, so I. So my daughter, I will be on the phone with the producer of my film, and then at first she was. She said, "Am I going to be in this movie?" And I actually, <laughs> there was one little, uh, just a very important shot of a little girl walking down the hallway in a hospital, and she's carrying something that's pivotal to the um, scene. So I always thought, gosh, I would love for my daughter to play, to be able to do that if she's still the right age when we get the funding. So she then was telling everyone that she's going to be in her mom's movie. And then I'm talking the, the next week and over the, over the course of a couple of months, she would just say, who are you talking to? And I would say, Rick. And she's like, well, didn't you make that movie already? Like, didn't it already happen? Why does everything take so long? And I'm thinking, she sounds like a man. She sounds like a manager in training. She, she is. We call her the EP. We call yeah. her the executive producer. She's kind of like, what does the EP say? Yeah, so wait, did you done. did you show her though? Then in the dog movie, how the pregnant one that you said that's you? Yes, and it was oh a God. little. It was a little odd for her. Hard to understand. Now, now she's metabolized it, but then there's this, the subsequent film. We have a baby. So then her question was, Does why are you holding too? a baby that's not me? Like, why that's not me? <laughs> I'm not in the movie. And I said, well, it's, a, it's smart. a working situation, you know? She'll get it you more and more as she goes along. So it yeah. makes it fun. So so I have a thing I like to do with actors and actresses. We did it with but the guy one before. Kids, oh. kid, one thing the kids don't like is if you get killed in a movie. Oh, they really get I very bet. upset, so you I have bet. to be careful she about. See that one. Well, you have to be careful if, if they, in a horror movie, especially if they cut you up and kill you. Yeah, don't oh, let yeah. us see. Don't let us see it. It, it really disturbs the children. He won't even do it. Yeah. He's no. he won't do a movie where he gets killed. No, my daughter, my daughter's, my daughter's now said, "Daddy, we never want to see you in film dying dead." They couldn't handle it at, at their yeah. ages now, and we're old. Right. Oh, they said your website's beautiful. Oh, wait. The other thing is. <laughs> my daughter Leslie said, "Don't ever play a part where you're in a coffin, oh. because I can't, couldn't bear looking at it." You know, so there's certain it, it, things kids, my kids are like a yes. hundred years old. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking okay. about a daughter that's 52 and one. That's right. It's upsetting. I think it's upsetting to see. It is. So be careful that. about yeah. that. Yeah. Just be parents. careful Get about it. that. So, okay. Here's my hypothetical. Cause you've already, you've worked with a lot of people and normally I, I, I would write down like all, all to, to tell everybody all the cool well, people. She has you've quite a work with, resume. But you have such a work resume, but I didn't do it because most other people don't have a book and I wanted to focus on the book. Cause I know it's yeah, really important to you and, and everybody's yeah, going to love it. She's been around so if you could have, if you, so two questions. First of all, bucket list, male and female actor that you think would be great to work with, that you would like to work with, that you haven't worked with. And number two, if you could have ever been in any movie ever made, what movie would you have liked to have been in? We'll get to see kind of like what you think. Gary Oldman. Oh, great pick. Love number it. one. Susan Sarandon. Number Yay, two. She great might be pick. In, she might be in my movie. Uh, and, and what movie, if I could have been in it? Any movie that's ever been in history. So it could be oh any movie gosh. at all. Oh, such a great question. Um, oh my gosh. As, as I'm thinking about my favorite films, I'm thinking they all have great roles for men. This is the problem. I say no, the opposite. There aren't really any women in that movie. No. What are some of your favorite movies? No, wait, what hang on, hang on. I say the opposite. All the great roles are for women. Yeah, in the, I in the movies that I know, all the you women know what? clean up. Gilda, I'd like to be also in. Uh, oh, he loves uh, that movie. Oh, Rita, Rita, Rita Hayworth. Yeah, movie. she Rita yeah. was. I knew I her. Rita, Rita Hayworth was. A beautiful Did you know Rita? Lady. She lived across the street from me. I lived on Spalding in Beverly wow. Hills, and she lived mm -hmm. across. And I ran into her several times on the street. And she was as beautiful as gorgeous red hair and smile. When she didn't smile, she looked like an old lady. The minute she smiled, it was Rita Hayworth. Well, I knew her old. In fact, the night that they took her away in the ambulance, my wife and I were coming home from a party. And we wondered what and the neighbors the next day said, yeah, they came and took Rita away because she went totally, you know, all time and nuts. Oh, but she was sad. she was beautiful, lovely old woman, lovely. Little tiny little thing, the littlest really? thing you want. Oh, tiny! And on yeah. film, she looks so big. No, little. Actually, a lot of people though look really tiny because because uh, we interviewed. I don't know. I film know. short and fat, and I'm tall and thin. I mean, he's <laughs> tall. He's actually really tall, and we. I I, I film short. I don't know how that happened. A few years ago, we did an interview with Stephen Lang, who I don't know if you know who Stephen Lang is, mm -hmm. but he's like the guy yes. from Avatar. He's we really really nice. I uh, love. Him. I met him on Twitter, like I met you on Twitter, and he invited mm -hmm. us to a film festival, and we went and interviewed him. And on TV, you know, he looks like huge i mean he's all muscle bound and everything but he's like five foot five i mean he's like really short isn't that funny and and right. you would never know because i thought oh my god when you meet him you know he's just going to be able to bulldoze you and he's the coolest guy ever how tall are you i'm five six so, yeah, a so lot he's of about time, your type so, so i'm taller than so even on sabrina for example melissa is tiny and soleil moonfry who was also on the show when i was on the two of them are Tiny, so I always felt like this towering Big girl. person over there. And at five, Almost six, you're six. not. You're not. Yeah. Well, Sophia Loren, when she made a movie with Alan Ladd, they had to dig a trench for Sophia to walk so in when she walked alongside of him <laughs> so that she was his height because Alan Ladd was about five, four, and Sophia's five, nine and a half. That so, is you so know, funny. I mean, and, and many times they had him on boxes. He had to stand on yes. a box. Yes, right. So, right. so do you still have to audition? I mean, you have a, such a large body of work. Uh, do you 
do they still make oh, you yeah, audition for stuff? Of course, of course, of course. I mean, there are some things that are offered to me once in a while, uh, but certainly, yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, I always ask everybody that. Most of them, most everybody well, you know, says you, yes. You want the truth? Yes. About, you want the truth? You want to audition? No, you want the truth about that. Okay. And I'll give you the inside truth. Half of these young jerks today don't know who you are, and that's why yeah, that's they, the other side. That's right? why they <laughs> want to see the audition. Because they have no, I mean, they don't know who she is. These young right. stupid asses. Wow, in the they business. said in the chat room, B. Claudia said that, B. Claudia says that you remind her of Catherine Deneuve, the famous actress, because you're Oh so my elegant. gosh, that is a gigantic That's compliment. A, you better believe Thank it. Thank you. Catherine Deneuve was magnificent. But I, again, you have that beautiful yeah. smile face. You really, uh, you really should be in all these feel-good movies. Oh. No, because you really made you made me smile, and I was in a rotten mood on this. I told Jimmy, I don't know how I'm going to do two hours and be polite. Even I'm as angry as all hell, and um, I think it's you, you, your smile is really you, enlightening. Joe. I love that. that no, but it's true. Happy. It's true. Your smile, as they say, <laughs> bright brightens up a day. You have a lovely look. You got to cash in on that smile. Thank you. I'm going nice to probably get back to acting. I've been focusing so much on the book and the. Nah, uh, screw movie. the book. You did the book. Go back but to acting. <laughs> no, because your personality and your smile, we need it today. Too many oh, people are too solemn you. and too sad. Don't you notice the acting has gotten very dark and dramatic and bloody mm -hmm. and mean and hateful and rotten? And so, you, go to, you go to the movies, you come back depressed. You know go, what? Go to your movie, we come back happy. I. I really agree with you. I believe there is this dark thing that has happened that Ugh, is, terrible. I think we need to move out of that place. And that is my whole goal with my film and with my book that you can have. It's not that there aren't difficult things in life, but this, this like need to be super violent or to be so dark and all like i just uh, demented demented here for them the yeah, scripts are dem <laughs> yeah no you know like, like we say it's corny doris day movies were corny you know what i was around in that era when i went to a Dor doris day movie i left smiling i right. felt good yes it right. was a silly film right. but it yeah. made you feel good Mm -hmm. Now I go to the movies and I tell Jimmy, I don't even want to, I want to go home. I didn't want to watch this shit. Right. It's horrible. Depressing, sad, mean, violent, angry, uh, loathsome. Don't, the aren't there any problem, nice though, people wait in Hollywood? I anymore? think a lot of the problem too, though, and he mentioned it earlier, is just the younger generation. Like to me, Jerks. you know, like like <laughs> if, I had, if I had a movie and like you fit in, like I would be so excited, you know, to like, like say, oh my gosh, Elisa Donovan's going to be in my freaking movie. But we have a lot of, uh, we don't bring on too many really young people on the show because our mm -hmm. audience is basically like 40, 40 to 70 or and something like that. And we have a like sophisticated that. audience. And, uh, and they like fun and, and everything like that. But every once in a while, we'll bring on somebody who's like a reality star or something, but they're young and, and really they're not nice. I mean, look how nice you've got a wonderful body of work and you're like a normal person. And you're super because nice. Because they don't, they have the cell phone. But the new people. Nobody communicates. There's no just thing as, please, yeah. may I, thank you. How nice it is to have met you. Have a lovely day. Mm -hmm. Those things are called phony and, and crappy, the young kids. They'd rather just say, uh -huh. But these are people who have nothing. They haven't accomplished anything. They're on a reality show for 15 minutes and, and they're not, yes. they're just not nice. And I think it's unfortunate and they could take uh, a lot of lessons, you know, learn from the older generation. I do think um, it's unfortunate. Unfortunate that I have to work in a film with somebody that has a brain in his head <laughs> and he thinks he can act 
and he's reading a line and he doesn't know his ass from his elbow. So you cannot speak to them with the terms that we use in film. Right. You can't say to him like, well, I need more of this. I need what? What do you want? <laughs> I mean, they're like brain dead or they're on pot or they're on. I don't know what the hell they're on, but they're like coma, coma, coma cases. It's really true. So you guys, we've got three minutes left. And I want to get in all this stuff. So first of all, you can go to Elisa's website. It's Elisa-Donovan.com. Donovan is D-O-N-O-V-A-N. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Red Donovan. Um, you couldn't get Elisa Donovan or you just wanted Red Donovan? I like Red Donovan. Uh, originally, someone had already grabbed yours, impersonated me. And then when I became verified, I was already verified. That's not, it's, it's D-O-N-O-V-A-N. Oh, yeah. Too many N's there, you guys. D-O-N-O-V-A-N. There we go. So it's R-E-D-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. There you go, Roxy. I like that Red Donovan better because it's catchy. Yeah, That's people it. definitely will remember it. There That's you go. Right. Yeah, Thank I you. remembered it. Thank you, Roxy. You guys get her book, uh, Wake Me When You Leave. You can get it on all your uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places that you would buy books. Um, do you also sell it on your website or no? Yeah, there are links on the website too. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So you can go to her website and get the links and you can go to it and it'll be fantastic. Um, we want to thank you one for coming final, on. One, fine, one you final have, word. You have a minute and a half. To everyone out there, <laughs> if you've just lost someone that you love very much, remember, you have not lost them. They've just stepped into a different room, but they know where you are, and they will come yes. to you in your sleep. They will yes. come and help you. They will. They are not gone. They are just doing their thing somewhere else, as you That's will right. one day, too. And listen right. to this gal, because she wrote about it in her book. And it's going to soon be a movie, and we'll let you know because she'll come back. Yeah, on I want to see the movie. Yes. We're, we're, you're in post production. No, she's in. No, we haven't. We're oh. trying to raise the financing now, but we oh, have oh. great actors attached, and um, I'm hoping that we are going to bring it over the line. Good, good. Soon. This should be an interesting. Oh, uh, film. You might want if you want if you might want to email me some of that because I have people I can send it to if you've got good people attached. Great. <laughs> I do. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so we can see what we could do. All right, you guys. So this is Elisa Donovan. Thank we you. want to thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck with everything that you yes. do. You're wonderful. Thank we you love so you. much, and, guys. You're, this was super and fun. Elisa, keep listening to Dad. Yes, absolutely. All right. All thank you time. so much. Bye, um, we want to thank, thank everybody you. in the chat room. We want to thank Al Bandiro and Elisa Donovan for coming on the show. What a great show. Sweet chat girl. room, you guys Lovely are fabulous. Girl. Nice guests today. We had very sweet people. I love them all. It was really good. It, it, it was, was a, a very uplifting show, except for the beginning with that Facebook rap. But anyway, I get crazy. You know, I get angry, then I get over it. Gemini, what can I tell you? Absolutely. So we want to thank everybody. We want to thank Roxy. She's fabulous. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy, next everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. WCY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell.